My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors on staff. I'm just uh, happy to be here and happy to share with you. Um, something exciting that's happening with us, something we're thankful for, is that we are expecting a child. I don't know if you heard Pastor Chris's announcement last week, which means that um, I don't know what it is about Family Life Church and hiring pastors whose wives are pregnant. You guys must just be really specific in your hiring process. I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird. But uh, it, that's what we're, we're thankful for. Um, we're excited about that. But um, as a parent, as you know, if you're parents, um, you know what I'm about to say. But if you, if, when you become a parent, your whole perspective on life changes drastically. But specifically, you're perspective on specific things change. Like you would never think before your parent how sharp edges of tables are. You never think that. Or like uh, you never think as a parent, the place I'm about to go for dinner, does it have a play place? You would never think that if you're not a parent, right? Or um, uh, the how many stairs are in your house or the condition of sidewalks. These are things that you just don't think of if you're a parent. Like if you're not a parent, but when you become a parent, your whole perspective on, on things, on life changes. It's so funny because before I was a parent, I could, I could go to dinner and sit down and have a meal. Now that I am a parent, I do a lot of takeout. It's okay. Um, you know, Small Business Saturday, support local. But it's, it's all great. Like, but it's, it's interesting because so many tangible things in your life changes, so many perspectives that you have about things that you, you thought of before, but you think of it now in a new way changes because you're a parent. And today I want to talk about one thing that changes. It's a perspective change that we can all have as people here. And we just come out of the, came out of the season of Thanksgiving. Oh, I hope that we didn't come out forever, but like we, we basically all sat down around a table, I hope, and told people what we're thankful for. That's what Thanksgiving is. And what Thanksgiving does is it changes your perspective on the things that you have. It makes you think about the things that you have in a different way. Because you can't be thankful for something that you don't have. But you can be thankful for the things in life that you have, the people in life that you do have, and it makes you see them differently. And so basically, I have one point. When I speak, I like to keep it really, really simple. Um, Somebody once said, Matt, I don't think you speak that deep. And I'm like, that's because you understood everything I just said to you. And that's how I like it. <laughs> Let's keep it simple, right? Here's my one point that I want to get across to you today. This is it. Throw it up on the screen, Sherry. Jesus shapes your outlook on life through gratitude. Jesus shapes your outlook on life through gratitude. The reality of the situation is gratitude changes the way that we see our lives. And not only does it just change the way that we see our lives, but it actually changes us as well. Like, if you find yourself, we all get in ruts in life, but if you find yourself feeling overly critical, comparing yourself to others, if you find yourself um, thinking negatively more often than positively, getting angry at small things, I think that you need this switch. You need the, uh, the shaping of Jesus on your outlook of life through gratitude. And so that's what we're going to dive in today. And it's a really, uh, we're going to look at a Bible scripture that's really cool, uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be great. So why don't I just pray before we dive in. Jesus, we just thank you so much that we can be here in a place that you can shape our outlook. Jesus, I pray that that would happen today, Lord, that we would be able to have a switch, a transition in how we view our lives and how we view the things that we have because of you. In your name we pray, amen. All right, so my first point, I have one big point and three little points. 
Note takers, I'm sure you're like happy right now, okay? So here's what the main, the main point is Jesus shapes your outlook on life through gratitude. First, first point is this. Gratitude is, not an a- er, gratitude is an action, not a feeling. Gratitude is an action and not a feeling. And it's, we're going to look at a, the sto- a story in, um, well, actually, Paul is writing a letter to the, the Philippian church. And so uh, we're going to look at some words that if I were the Philippian church and Paul wrote these words to me, I would reach through the letter and slap Paul in the face. Okay, this is why. Because the Philippian church at this point in history was experiencing so much persecution that literally their friends were just dying because of faith in Jesus. Like, this was a crazy time for this church. They were, they, they didn't even know if they would be, go, go home to their families at night. Like, this was an insane moment. And this is what the Apostle Paul writes to the Philippian church in chapter 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Okay, Paul, wait, wait a minute. I don't think you've been reading the news lately, but um, that should, no, I don't, I don't accept that. But here's what he does say. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. It's interesting. I was just touching base with Mary before I preach. I like to touch base with her about it. Um, make sure it's, it's a good sermon. And she had this great idea, like this great thought. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. And it's interesting because we usually stop at tell God what you need. And then wait. Once he's done it the way that we want it to be done, then we thank him for all he has done. And that's not what Thanksgiving is. It's an action, not a reaction. It's an action and not a feeling. So many times in in Thanksgiving, and there's nothing wrong with this, but we tend to feel grateful. We tend to feel thankful for certain things in our lives. But in reality, it's an action, almost like a discipline that comes out of us rather than a feeling. And it's so interesting. uh, Psalms 116, 17 says it like this. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And call on the name of the Lord. Which is interesting because that means that it is something that is brought. It's something that is an action. It's brought to God whether or not you want to. Whether or not you feel like giving a sacrifice, that's what a sacrifice is. It might even cost you something. I will offer to the Lord uh, a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And it's so interesting because... Paul writes to the Philippian church and he does, he says these are actions. And he's saying, don't let your emotions dictate your life. Direct your emotions, direct your thought processes through gratitude. Give thanks to, to God. And, and that's, that's, the rea- that's the reality of it. And it's so interesting because I'm, I'm really into the... Um, I'm really into psychology. I love psychology. I love the way that we think, uh, the way that we interact, uh, the way that we grow up certain stages of our lives. Like, I think it's just really, really cool. You might not be as excited about it as I am, but I am very excited about psychology. And it's so cool because um, psychologists today will actually say that there are mental health benefits to gratitude. And, and we read it in the Bible, and really psych, psycholo, like psychological per, professionals, that was really hard to get through, psychological professionals have finally said, like, this actually 
will change the way, the change our brain chemistry so that positive thoughts can move quicker and positive thoughts can be louder in our mind as we, as we are grateful for the things that we do. So in, in cases of anxiety and cases of depression, oftentimes psych, like professional counselors will tell people, prescribe to people to actually write out things that they're grateful for because it actually has that much of a strong benefit for our lives. But God knew it first. Like God knew it first that we thank God for everything that he's done. Even if he hasn't done anything that, you know, that we feel like he should be doing or, or, or anything like that. And there's a quote that I hold on to as well. It says it like this. Uh, this is one of my youth pastor friends. She says, you will experience much more fulfillment in life if you learn to control your mind, will, and emotions rather than letting them constantly control you. You will find fulfillment in life if you learn, learn to control your mind, will, and emotions rather than letting them constantly control you. And I love it because you cannot always control your situation in life, but you can always control how you respond to it. You can't always control what happens to you, but you can always control your response to it. You can always control your attitude. You can always control how you think about the situation. And it's so interesting. Um, so like what I do in this, um, I do this, I did this before the sermon. I, I've done this for a long time. A part of the time I spend with God in the morning is I tell God one thing I'm thankful for. For all these reasons, but I think that it trains me to look at life in a more positive way. And I think we all need to be trained to do that because when was the last time you told your kid, you're being way too grateful? Like, you need to be a little more entitled. You know what? You've never said that to your kid before, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you've never said, you love me way too much. It's getting out of hand. Can you please treat me with a little less respect? You've never told that to your kid. You've never told that. So you never heard that ever being said because it's natural for all of us it's natural for every single one of us to think negatively or critically about our life or about our lives or about our situations. So if we train ourselves because gratitude is an action, not a feeling. If we train ourselves in the action of gratitude, then we'll be able to think and move in a way that God wants us to do. So that's my first point. My second point is is this. The road to gratitude starts with prayer. Let's head back to Philippians where we all wanted to Give the Apostle Paul a slap in the face. Let's just rehash that. Um, don't worry about anything. Come on. Don't worry about anything. Come on. Tell that to somebody who struggles with anxiety. <laughs> Tell that to your wife after she said, like, all the things that's wrong, like, all the things she's worried about with Christmas coming around the corner. Don't worry about anything. It's biblical. No, that's not what he said. Okay, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. The road to shaping your outlook on life starts with, with uh, prayer. And so I'm, I, I, I read a lot about teenage culture. I'm in teenage culture a lot as the youth pastor. I'm, I have to stay up on teenage culture. And Generation Z has been named the most anxious anxious generation. Generation Z is like 
most of the seventh graders to like early 20s. That's Generation Z. Uh, and they've been named the most anxious generation for basically the reason of there's unfiltered access to social media, the news, and the internet. Um, where even me as a millennial, I could have some of that filtered to me, but like that's not the reality of the situation right now. And so there's many different ways that like uh, – there's different things that are happening. Even like school shootings are up. There's, um, you hear it in the news, there's teen depression is up. Teen anxiety is up. Like there's many different things that are happening in our, in our teen culture and in our lives in general where we can be anxious and where we can feel like there's not a lot to be grateful for. And even you might be here today and thinking to yourself, Matt, I understand cognitively, I get what you're telling me. Like, theoretically, what you're saying makes sense. But for me, you might be thinking, but for me, you don't know my situation. Like, I don't have much to be thankful for right now. Like, Thanksgiving might have been really difficult for you. It might have been really hard for you because there might have been someone at the table who wasn't there. Or something that you found out that you didn't know last year. And so it's, I'm sensitive to that. And I'm not just trying to tell you that some idealistic sort of message that if you take it, then you'll feel better about your life and smile more. Like, that's not what I'm trying to, to say to you today. This is very important for you. It's very important for all of us to get that gratitude has very big, it has a very big impact in our lives. And it's interesting uh, because... We could all always just think, I don't have anything to be thankful for. But in reality, if we rehash that verse, it's tell God what you need, thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds what we can understand. It goes beyond what we can even rebuttal to what I'm saying right now. It goes, the peace of God can even be there in the midst of the Philippian church that was getting murdered. Like, it could be there. I'm sure it could be in your life as well. And I'm not trying to say to you, like, if, you know, there's people in the Bible who are like this, so you ought to live like this too. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying the peace of God that was there for the Philippian church is here for you as well. That's what I'm saying. So, what I, what, what really I break this down to visually, I, I love visual learners, visually I break it down to like this. There's the if only, even if bridge. And in our lives, sometimes we find ourselves in the if only side. We love bridges in Pittsburgh, don't we? We have like a thousand. Um, <laughs> so here's a bridge illustration. Um, if we find ourselves on the uh, Yakagani side, I'm kidding. I don't actually know geography that well. But if, if only, like we find ourselves, if only we're on the if only side, I mean, that's like, as soon as something bad happens, even if it's little, oh, if only I had a better job, if only I made more money, if only that person was not in my life, if only this happened, if only that didn't happen, it's so easy to be on the if only side of the bridge. But what gratitude does and what Jesus does as he shapes our outlook in life as we give thanks to him and as we express gratitude to him is that he moves us from the perspective of if only to the perspective of even if. Even if that's my diagnosis, God is still good. Even if 
I don't have what I used to. God is still here for me. Even if the things that once were are not anymore, I can still give thanks and praise to God. Then we move our perspective. Our life might not change. Like the situation and the circumstance in your life might not look any different, but your perspective can. And because it's, because it's the peace of God moving you from the if-only side of the bridge to the even-if side. And so that's where we all need to land today is, is we, if we're on the even-if, we begin to see our lives through how Jesus sees our lives. See, our, see ourselves, see what we have, see our money through the way that Jesus sees it. And it's so interesting because— um, God wants to change that in our hearts. And so my, uh, my final point is this. Gratitude lets you see like Jesus sees. And there's one more verse in this um, crazy passage of, of Scripture, which would have been so off-putting to me as a, as a person in the Philippian church. But there's one last part of it, and it says it like this in 4, 8, and 9. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. There's two things there. It's Fix your thoughts, and then put into practice. Fix your thoughts, put into practice. Those are the two things. It's, it goes hand in hand. Fix your thoughts. That means train your mind. Train how you think things. Use gratitude. Like, it's, it's here for you. It's how God wired us. Use it. Be thankful for what we have. Even if there's not, if there's a situation that's really dire in your life, there might be an angle at which you can still be thankful and, and grateful for. And so he, he's saying basically fix your thoughts and then put into practice. So what happens is when we fix our thoughts on Jesus, we actually begin to act and see things like he does. It's so interesting because like if you begin to be thankful for your job, the people at your job that you don't like you begin to see them as Jesus sees them. You begin to see them as a mission field. I tell my teens all the time, come on. You are a missionary to your friend group. I love it. And that goes for everybody. You're a missionary to your sphere of influence. That's really what I mean by friend group. You're a missionary to, you, you bring the gospel, you bring Jesus into everything that you have influence over. And so if you begin to be thankful for what God has done in your life and what God has provided for you, the way that you see people changes. And even like a shameless plug, but there is a, an event that uh, Life Youth and Life Kids are, are holding December 10th called Parents Day Out. And really it's an opportunity for parents to drop their kids off. We provide a service for them. It's run by teens. It's an awesome opportunity. But we provide you three hours without your kids. Wow, Matt, that is incredible. Oh my, I have to go now. <laughs> yeah, I would do it if I were a parent and I were not myself and running the event. I would do this event. 
Um, but what if you saw how Jesus sees, you're, you're beginning to be thankful and you see how Jesus sees, and you saw this as an opportunity to show love to somebody that you felt like you never had time to show love for. Or do that one thing that you need to do that you've always been putting off that would really share Jesus's love with other people. What if you begin to see your life and the people in your life as opportunities to share Jesus's love with them? That's a change of perspective that we all need to have, that Jesus can change in your life if you are thankful, if you, if you, if you show gratitude. And I'm not saying that Jesus can't break through somebody who's not thankful or someone who doesn't like express gratitude. That's not what I'm saying. Jesus can do anything. But what I'm saying is you allow the move of God, you allow the peace of God to be more readily available in your heart and in your life if you are thankful for what he's given you. The glory goes to God. You, You can't take credit really for much in your life, if anything. You can't take credit for it. And so if you're thankful for God, he's a, he, you give him space to move and you give him the opportunity to do more in your life. And I'm not saying that he will change your life, but I'm will, I will say this, he will and he can change your perspective because that's what the peace of God does. And so it says like, like fix your thoughts because when you fix your thoughts, you automatically you put into practice what is done so you show gratitude like if you're grateful for the things in your life naturally you show gratitude like naturally like okay you've heard you've heard it said maybe before like unexpressed gratitude is experienced as ingratitude like that's the case but when you are thankful in your own self when you make it a discipline and an action of gratitude you automatically become more verbally and externally thankful for the people and things in your life. And you're just nicer to be around. Nobody really likes to be around a stink all the time. But if you practice gratitude, then the you begin to radiate Jesus and share Jesus with other people. And it's just easy. It's just automatic because that's what Jesus can do in your heart when you're thankful for what he's done for him. So I like challenge you, please, Don't let Thanksgiving end this past Thursday. Don't do it. What are you going to do? What are you going to change in your life, in your routine that allows you to be more thankful? Because Jesus can shape the outlook that you have of your life through gratitude. He can shape your outlook through gratitude. And if if you're here today and you're still like, Matt, you don't know my life. There is nothing that I have right now that I can be thankful for. Let me just remind you some things, some truths that you might need to hear. We can be thankful to God because he chose us before the foundation of the world. He gave us his spirit. We have an intimate relationship with him. We have unconditional love. We have the presence of God. He provides what we need. He has atoned for our sins and we have life everlasting. This is not the end. So today, I challenge you. What are you gonna do to to express gratitude, to share, to make it a practice in your life today? Because I promise you, God will do more and he will allow you to see your life in the way that he sees it. Can we bow our heads together? So I'm gonna ask you a question and... um, 
And I'm just gonna let you know the answer to that I have is is yes, but already. But really what I wanna ask you is, is there a situation in your life right now? A person, uh, a circumstance, uh, whatever it could be. Is there a situation in your life that you are struggling to feel grateful for? And I'm not just, this is not like a, well then feel grateful for it. But here's what I wanna pray for you if, you, if that's you. I wanna pray that God helps you to, to change your perspective on it. Like you've said, I, I just can't, I, this is just, it just keeps coming up and I just don't know how to deal with it. But God wants to help you. Like God isn't here to just be attained and he's not some distant God or dormant, just waiting for us to just grab a hold of him or reach out. God is actively involved in every single one of our lives and he wants to help you today. And so if that's you, if you're a person who, um, who is struggling to be thankful for a situation, a circumstance in your life, would you just raise your hand to God and just say, God, that's me right now. I need that. I need your help today. There's hands all over this room. And maybe you're here today too. That might be you. But if you're here today and you're saying, okay, um, Matt, I just, I, I've, I'm not a Christian. I don't follow Jesus. But I think what you're saying is true. I think I need to experience the love of God and the peace of God so it changes the way I view my life. If that's you, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, first of all, I want to talk to you after this time. Please come talk to me. But if that's not you, would you just raise your hand right now? That's awesome. Awesome. Let's pray together. Jesus, we just thank you so much that you are so good. Lord, that you take our brokenness, you take our our situations, and you turn them for good. Lord, that you give us the peace of God that exceeds anything we can understand. You give us the peace that goes farther and deeper than any pain or any circumstance that has been in our life or continues to come up in our lives. God, I just thank you that the peace of God is here. And Lord, I pray for those people who raise their hands to either that first response or the second, Lord, would you give them your peace right now? Thank you, Jesus, for being so real and so active and so involved in our lives. God, I pray that every single one of us would make it a habit to not just do gratitude because it makes us feel better, but to give thanks to you because Everything comes from you. And we're just stewards of what you've given us. So God, we thank you collectively as one church, as one body. We thank you for everything that you've done in each one of our lives and in this church. And God, we're expecting to see you do more. But God, would you just change our vision today? Allow us to go from only if to even if. Thank you, Jesus, for being so good. You're, you're an amazing God who takes brokenness and makes it whole. God, I pray that we would not allow Thanksgiving to end at Thanksgiving, Lord, that you continue to produce a spirit and a heart of gratitude in us every single day. You're so good. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Amen. So there's, um, there's going to be a prayer team up here for everybody who needs prayer, whether it's about something that... Um,
that we talk, that I talked about, or even if it's not about something completely different, we're here to pray with you. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us this, this morning at Family Life Church. And uh, I hope you have a great day and practice gratitude. I challenge you to do that today. Thank you. See you later.